what are we discussing on today's podcast, you ask? Well, we got to give our takeaways from that series against the Miami Marlins, discuss the next series against the San Francisco Giants, and discuss the D-backs in the latest Locked On Power Rankings, all on today's Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You are Locked On Diamondbacks. Your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Download the Game Time app and create an account and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. I'm Miller Thomas, host of this wonderful podcast, multimedia journalist, and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, millerthomas 24 Portfolio.com. I'm going to see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account or just look up Locked on Dimebacks about Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms. So please continue to tell your friends. One of those platforms is YouTube. So please hit subscribe on the Locked on Dimebacks YouTube channel. I am still in Hawaii. By the time we do podcasts next week, I'll be back home in Arizona with my normal mic. No more shoddy quality on the audio or YouTube video, but since I'm still in Hawaii and on vacation, I think this is going to be my last podcast of the week and take off on Friday. One, so I can enjoy the rest of my vacation, and two, just because I hate the bad quality that I'm producing right now. I really don't have any other choice, so I apologize to my audience out there, the Locked On Diamondbacks faithfuls, but I'm still putting in work and doing the most I can for you guys, but I apologize for the quality this week. I'm going to have to upgrade my backup mic because this thing does not get done anymore, but thank you guys for enduring with me, and we'll be back to normal podcasts next week. This will be the last podcast of this week, but Still, while I'm here with y'all and I have my choppy audio quality, I do want to talk a little bit about this D-backs series against the Miami Marlins because the D-backs now are 20-17 and 17 after this loss to the Miami Marlins where they lost two out of three and it was just a really frustrating series. I'm not going to act like I was locked in the whole series because I am on the beaches of Waikiki. So it's not like I'm locked into every D-backs game out here. But what I've been able to watch, what I've been able to glance, the D-backs definitely blew this series. Because you did have a tie game in the finale and then Andrew Schiefen gave up an earned run. And then the game before that, game two, it was a terrible Brandon Fat start fought sorry and after the series it's really confirming my beliefs that the d-backs do not have enough after their starting rotation and it might be a concern that mike hazen and this d-backs front office needs to address because the d-backs are still below league average in the national league when it comes to innings pitch per game started and pitches per game started by your starting pitchers and when you look at the d-backs quality star percentage that is slightly below league average as well so the d-backs need a better job from the rotation members merrill kelly and zach allen have been put in work but tommy henry he's been probably the best young starter all of a sudden of the thoughts the jamesons and ryan nelson's i'll probably have tommy henry number one so far but ryan nelson he's been struggling big time recently and he's someone that i was pretty high on entering the season like a dre jameson and he's struggling 
a lot recently. He's now has a six ERA in the seven starts he has this year over 36 innings. And if you just look at the last few starts, his most recent start, five innings, two earned runs. That's not too bad. But before that, six earned runs, four earned runs, five earned runs. So Ryan Nelson has been struggling a little bit. Tommy Henry, I mean, he's probably, like I said, been the best of the young starters that the D-backs have thrown up there this season. And even with that being said, he has a 5-1-70 array because he's still not a high ceiling guy. And it's never going to be like he goes out there and throws seven innings, no earned runs with eight strikeouts. But this is the most recent start. He did have a quality start. Six innings, two earned runs, which you do like to see. But Brent Fat has probably been the biggest miss so far for this Z-back season because of course he didn't start the year with the D-backs but he was a highly anticipated rookie entering the season and we just were waiting for his debut all year he finally got the call and so far he's been a major major disappointment for this D-backs team because he was absolutely crushed by the Marlins in game two because Brendan Fott gave up two home runs I think he has four home runs now given up through the two starts and Fott just hasn't been good a 12.10 ERA through two starts. You got Dre Jamerson in the minor leagues as well. And now the D-back are kind of searching for answers and are kind of hoping Zach Davies comes back soon off this injury because they kind of need, need him in this rotation. And now I'm asking questions. What should the D-backs do to fix this rotation? What should be the plan of action? And so it's like, I'm not entirely too sure. Should the D-backs go out there and try to acquire a starter? Uh, maybe I wouldn't be opposed to it. Now, what do you have to give up? I know. I don't know. Do you have to give up? A young rookie starter that's already in the rotation? Probably not. That's not how trades work in Major League Baseball. The D-backs would probably give up some random prospect. Maybe their 28th best prospect if they went out and acquired a real starter. But it's like, who's even out there on the market that you would want to acquire that would actually help out this D-backs team? Like, could you go and poach someone from the San Francisco Giants rotation? Do you want to go out there and get a veteran someone that's like early 30s to mid 30s that just good solid be your number three someone that's like 32 33 experience playoff experience someone that you thought massive bumgarner could be maybe not the number one guy that you signed massive bumgarner to be but someone that could be your number two number three early 30s playoff experience maybe the back try to go out there and find someone like that to their rotation or they try to find another young guy that could Mix in with the Zach Allens and the rest of the D-backs in this timeline that they have building right now. Like, is a guy like Freddie Peralta, who has been, you know, the Brewers have been rumored to maybe be trading Corbin Burns. Could the Brewers just blow it all up with what they have right now and try to rebuild? Freddie Peralta still late 20s, 27, 28 years old. So he'll fit right in with the Zach Allen in terms of timeline. So the D-backs go after a guy like that. Like I'm just throwing out questions right now because I do think this D-backs need to upgrade this rotation. I've seen some people speculate that maybe you do Dre Jameson with an opener. Like maybe you combine a Dre Jameson right now saying pitch them on the same day or Dre Jameson and Tommy Henry, you know, do whatever you need to do. Maybe combine two of these young starters in the rotation and make them pitch on the same day and then throw another one in the bullpen when uh, Zach Davies comes back. So the D-backs have a lot of question marks when it comes to this rotation, but I think the biggest question is should the D-backs upgrade this rotation? I think the answer is yes when it comes to when the D-backs have discussed complacency and the sense of urgency when it comes to the season. There's no question marks that this D-backs rotation as it currently stands just isn't good enough to compete on a big level. Now, could this rotation be good enough to make a wildcard run and maybe make a postseason berth? That's potential because the D-backs, I think, could have two, again, two guys who finished in the top 10 in Cy Young voting. Zach Allen's a lock for the top four. Merrill Kelly's going to get some consideration. He didn't make it last year, but 
could he get some votes this year? Yeah. So the D-backs could quite literally have two guys in the top 10 in Cy Young voting. So with, when you have that two in your frontline rotation, then the D-backs offense doing what they do with the run scoring ability, the ability to create havoc on the bases, like the D-backs have enough talent to potentially make a postseason berth. But with the rotation as it currently stands, is it good enough to go deep into the postseason? Is it good enough to play spoiler in the playoffs and maybe make one of those Cinderella runs like we've seen from the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies the last couple years? Right now, I don't think it is. But with how the D-backs have talked about attacking this season, I do think Mike Kazin and the front office are looking at the D-backs rotation and are definitely considering an upgrade. And if you ever need to upgrade your tickets then the best place to do that is game time let me get the little overlay for my youtube audience because game time is the best place to buying tickets because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful i love game time because it's the best place for last minute ticket deals forget planning months in advance game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event it exclusive flash deals on tickets for football basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. You find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code Locked on MB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code Locked on MLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute ticket deals, lowest price guaranteed. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the podcast. And now let's discuss the D-backs next series because next up, they play a team that they have yet to see this season, but a team that they've seen a lot in the past, and that is the San Francisco Giants. And the D-backs last season against the Giants were 10-9 and had above 500 record against the Giants. And I think that's really positive because in the past, Giants, at least during my time covering this podcast, have owned the Arizona Diebacks because the D-backs were 10-9 against the Giants in 2022. But just the previous year in 2021, the D-backs were 2-17 and 17 against the San Francisco Giants and just absolutely terrible. And you felt it in those games. It felt like the D-backs would never get over the hump. In 2020, the D-backs were 2-8 and eight against the Giants. So over a two-year period, the D-backs were 4-21. and 20 five against the San Francisco Giants before being 10 and 9 against the Giants in 2022 and of course my big proclamation entering this season against the San Francisco Giants we still have announced a bet against Ben Caspic but I bet Ben Caspic entering the season the D-backs will finish with a better record than the Giants and I said it on the NLS roundtable preview for entering the season I said the D-backs rule finish in third place in the NOS in the NOS and will finish ahead of the San Francisco Giants and so far so good I'm looking good because the San Francisco Giants are 16 and 19 I believe in the NOS and are definitely behind the D-backs in the standings and the Giants this year just haven't been that good the Giants are actually 16 and 20 with the D-backs 20 and 17 so the Giants are 
what is that? Three and a half games back, I believe, of the D-backs. D-backs have a plus eight run differential on the season. Meanwhile, the Giants are minus 23. It's a little surprising, maybe, when you just look at the baseball reference for this lineup because the line does look terrible. Right now, they have one, two, three, four players with above a 400 OPS in their lineup. Right now, with the Wilmer Flores playing pretty well, Athiro Estrada playing well, J.D. Davis is having a comeback season, and then Mike Strzemski's hurt, but he was playing pretty well before he got hurt as well. So the Giants have at least four guys playing above their skis right now. Still got Jock Peterson. So the lineup in terms of what the offensive ranks just look at individually, the offense looks like it shouldn't be that bad on paper. Look at the pitching. The same can be said. Logan Webb is still a stud. Dallas Scafani and Alex Cobb have had a really good year as well. Maybe the back end of the rotation hasn't been good, but at least you got three starters pitching well. Duvall has been good as your closer. Rodgers has been good as your setup man. Maybe the rest of your bullpen hasn't good, been good, but you can at least point to three starters and a couple of relievers that have been good. Meanwhile, some dudes in your lineup have been producing as well, but on the season, this Giants team just hasn't been that impressive. When you look at runs scored, the Giants are 10th in the National League. Now, one way they do have to be fearful of the Giants is the home run because the Giants are third in the National League in home runs. So even though, even though they don't score a lot of runs, they can change the score in a hurry with one, single wing, with one swing of a bat because they are so home run dependent. But you know if they don't hit home runs, they're not going to do much else because the Giants are 11th in batting average in the National League. And when we look at the team ERA, the Giants are middle of the pack, 8th in ERA in the National League. So this Giants team is probably below average when it comes to offense and middle of the pack when it comes to pitching. But considering how this team has played against the D-backs in the past, it's always been close. It's always been a dogfight. These are two teams in the NOS. Like, as the D-backs team, you can't take this San Francisco Giants team lightly. And game one, you're going to see Alex Cobb versus Tommy Henry. And like I mentioned before, Tommy Henry is coming off his first quality start of the season and so i want to see tommy henry keep it going we need right now just length from our starters like we've talked about the bullpen looks taxed specifically maybe with the andrew chafin who had just not been good the last couple of weeks and tommy henry at the very least he could do a merrill kelly impression where it's like Maybe he gives up four earned runs, but even if he gives up four earned runs, you still feel like he could pitch six innings, maybe even pitch into the seventh. I feel like Tommy Henry is an innings eater, even the days he don't pitch well. He doesn't pitch well. Let me at least get my grammar correct for solid baseball. So Tommy Henry versus Alex Cobb game one. I don't know who's going to rest the series for the Giants, but we'll get Ryan Nelson in game two. So the D-backs are not set up well to win this series because Henry won. Nelson two. Zach Allen, of course, in game three. And then Brandon Fat four. So we're going to see a lot of the young D-backs rookie starters. And like we mentioned, maybe the D-backs should upgrade this rotation. But this is going to be a great chance for this D-backs young starters to bounce back. You get to go against the NL West opponent. Emotions are going to be riding high. The pressure is going to be on. These games always feel magnified, I want to say, when going against the NL West opponent. So when the Tommy Henrys are pitching and they're pitching well and shutting down a Giants lineup, that should add to his confidence. When Ryan Nelson's got that fastball working and striking down dudes, upper 90s, he should have more confidence. When Brandon Fott finally has his first good start and it's against a big NL West rival like the San Francisco Giants, that should make him feel better as well. So for this D-backs team, I want to see them go off against the San Francisco Giants, but 
don't take this team lightly. The Giants always play the D-backs well, and they do have some dudes in the lineup I like. Michael Conforto is having a real down season. I'm not too worried about him, but a guy like Mitch Hanniger hasn't gotten going yet this season, and he does have a lot of power, so I would be afraid to turn him loose in this series i wouldn't want him to get going against his d-backs team lamont way jr is not someone that i've talked about but he's quietly been like really dominant for the giants this year over 900 ops six home runs so that's another guy with over 800 ops that you have to worry about if you're this d-backs team and like i said there are a bunch of dudes in this lineup that's five guys in this lineup with over 800 ops we might only see four of them but this team can score runs when they have the bats working they can hit home runs they do have power it's just this giants team hasn't clicked consistently and they haven't clicked together a lot of times when it comes to offense it's about sequencing can you put those crooked numbers on the scoreboard where you have a bunch of dudes getting base hits this giants team is like a couple dudes gets a hit maybe one guy gets a home run but it's not enough dudes in the lineup working together on the same day to put monster runs on the board a lot of times the Giants team doesn't do enough or they have their bullpen blow games because the Giants have been notorious this season for blowing games via the bullpen, which is something D-backs fans can definitely relate to. So the D-backs, I'm going to turn up my brightness for my YouTube audience on my computer. So hopefully the D-backs can get it done against the San Francisco Giants team because I love seeing the D-backs take down the Giants and any NOS opponent I kind of hate. Hopefully the D-backs can take them down. And now I want to talk to you guys about so rare the sponsor for this podcast because our new sponsor so rare is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 mlb teams unlike other fantasy baseball platforms so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience collecting buying selling and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards win or lose you still own your cards and there's no cost to play plus the more you win the more you advance collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next level competition and rewards so rare mlb game weeks happen twice weekly and span a three to four day cycle at the end of game weeks so rare mlb managers who rank at or near the top of their division leaderboards win a variety of rewards which can include so rare Scar City cards, game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys, and VIP experiences like meeting MLB stars. Prizes may vary depending on the competition. So head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards. Set your lineup and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's S-O-R-A-R-E.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. Let's get back into the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast and discuss the latest power rankings that just dropped for the MLB. According to Locked on, this is something that all 30 MLB Locked on hosts voted for, or or at least I said I voted on, because guess what, guys? I'm kind of lazy when I see those emails sometimes, and I didn't exactly vote on this one, but I'm hoping the 29 other Locked On hosts voted on this one, because they did a great service for the D-backs, because here is the current ranking 
for the MLB power rankings. I guess I could go through all 30 quickly. At number one, the Rays. Number two, the Braves. Number three, the Dodgers. Four, Orioles. Five, Blue Jays. Six, Rangers. Seven, Padres. Eight, Brewers. Nine, your Arizona Diamondbacks. Ten, Boston Red Sox. 11 Pirates, 12 Angels, 13 Twins, 14 Yankees, 15 Astros, 16 Mets, 17 Mariners, 18 Cubs, 19 Phillies, 20 Guardians, 20, 21 Tigers, I believe, 22 Marlins, 23 Giants, 24 Cardinals, 25 Reds, 26 Nationals, 27 White Sox, 28 Rockies, 29 Royals, and 30 A's. Round of applause for me for saying all 30 and... The D-backs, I believe, were the biggest jump in this ranking because in the preseason in the preseason ranking, the D-backs were number 20. And I was like, all right, that's fine. That's fair. For the D-backs entering the season, I was like, I want an eight on that win-loss record. I think that would make a great season. But if the D-backs finished with like 78 wins, I wouldn't have been surprised. Like, I think the 20th best team entering the season was probably a fine ranking for the Arizona Dimebacks. But now they are in the top 10, and somehow they're third among NL West teams, even though they have a better record than the San Diego Padres at seven. But even with that being said, the D-backs are number nine in this MLB power ranking. And I want to know if that's currently justified for this D-backs team being number nine, because of course the reason at number one is no surprise because the Rays have the best record in Major League Baseball and are running away with it. So I couldn't say the D-backs are better than them. The Braves are 25 and 12 and have the second best record in Major League Baseball. So it's hard to say the D-backs compete with them. Well, how about the rest of that lineup of the Dodgers at number three? And the D-backs do have a winning record against the Dodgers this season, but the D-backs, well, excuse me, for the Dodgers since Playing the D-backs have really heated up and are now two and a half games ahead of the D-backs in the standings. A power, is, a power ranking is typically about how your team is playing right now. So I don't have a problem with the Dodgers being ahead of the D-backs in the standings. How about the Orioles at number four? The Orioles are kind of the American League version of the Arizona Dimebacks. And considering they're the AL version of the D-backs with plus four wins, I definitely think you could say the Orioles are better than the D-backs. So I'm not upset at all at the top four. The Blue Jays at number five. Well, the Blue Jays are currently fourth in the AL East at 21-16, which gives them one more win than the D-backs. But that Blue Jays team is pretty stacked. We consider how much money they've committed to that team over the last couple years. Look at the rotation. You got the Manoas, the Bassets, the Barrioses of the world. I'm definitely missing... One more guy in that rotation as well. I'm sorry, whoever I'm missing. I know they got one more stud probably in that rotation. Then in that lineup, the Guerreros, the Bichettes, the Varshows, even though they only have one more win than the Blue Jays. Excuse me, then even though the Blue Jays only have one more win than the D-backs, they definitely have more talent with the better record currently. Can't be upset that they are ahead of the D-backs, so that is justified as well. How about the Texas Rangers at number five? Well, the Rangers have two more wins than it currently stands. Then the D-backs and we could the, the Texas Rangers are another team. When you think about the money, the amount of money they committed to that team with the Marcus Simeons and Corey Seegers, plus you got guys like Nathan Lowe, the Himes, the Adolis Garcias, DeGrom is hurt, but the Perez have been good. Avaldi, I think, is a nice guy. So they have a better record. They committed a lot of money. They have a lot of talent. I'm not mad at all with the Rangers ahead of the D-backs as well. How about the Padres at number seven, who have a worse record than the D-backs? Well, they have one less win than the D-backs. They're a game back of the D-backs in the standings. And they still have committed so much money. They got the core four of Soto, Machado, Tatis, and Bogarts with Tatis back now. Still got the Musgroves, and the Darvishes, and the Snells, and the McKenzie, not the McKenzie Gores, the Wakas in that rotation. Even though the Padres have been kind of mediocre this year and their run differential 
while recording this at 7.30 p.m. Hawaiian time on a Wednesday is a zero on the season. It's hard for me to be upset with the Padres two spots ahead of the D-backs in this power ranking, so I'm fine with that. Then the last team ahead of the D-backs in the power rankings is the Milwaukee Brewers at 20-17, and 17, who the D-backs have also been this year. But the Brewers have a better run differential despite being tied with the same record. Do the Brewers have more talent than the D-backs? Uh, I think it's close. Rotation-wise, I think the Brewers probably kill the D-backs in terms of talent. The lineup are probably lean D-backs, but even with that being said, it's a toss-up between the two teams. They both have the same record. They're both next to each other in the standing, so I can't be mad at it. So I actually think the D-backs being ranked ninth in the power ranking is justified. The D-backs have been really good all season long. Yes, they have this little hiccup against Miami Marlins where they lost two out of three, but I think they're going to bounce back against the San Francisco Giants. This offense is currently third in the National League and runs scored just behind the Dodgers and the Braves, which is not something I expected. They are number one in batting average in the National League, if you could believe that. They are fourth in OPS, which is also crazy. I honestly, I am doing this. Uh, I am just filtering the stats currently as I'm recording this podcast. I have no idea the D-backs are number one in average. The National League, that is crazy. Meanwhile, they are tied for third and still in bases as well. The ERA is where it gets trouble because this D-backs pitching, as we've talked about, all podcasts needs to get better. Second worst ERA in the National League as it currently stands. The D-backs need to get better in that area. They are 12th in strikeouts as well and 9th in opponent batting average. So if the D-backs can get better in the pitching area with how their offense has been this year, then the D-backs have a real chance of making some noise in the postseason. Not saying a World Series, but at least making a nice wild card berth. Maybe winning some games in the divisional round. Maybe making it past the divisional round. But could I see a World Series berth? I feel like that's highly unlucky. But if the D-backs can't upgrade their rotation, or at least a Nelson, a Fott, a Tommy Henry, a Dre Jameson, if one of those guys can at least step up and give us three solid rotation members, a Gallon, a Kelly, and one other guy. Like, I do think a Davies will help once he comes back because I think Davies is solid. But I would love a young guy to step up because we desperately need it in the rotation. And if that happens, the D-backs would definitely be in consideration, compete for a wild card berth this season. Now, that's it for this edition of the Lock on Dimebacks podcast. Come back next week for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. Don't forget to catch every D-backs hometown pitch on your hometown broadcast when you download the Sirius XM app and search up Dimebacks on the App Store. Thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks first listen every day. If you do listen every day, put hashtag everydayer on the Lockdown Dimebacks YouTube channel. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Doses.